0: People are either energy givers or they're energy suckers. There is nobody that's neutral and we know who they are and we know who we want to be around. And the thing is, if you're positive all the time, those energy suckers are either gonna turn into being positive or they're gonna get out of your way.
1: Hello and welcome to the Ford Resilience Podcast. Here, we're gonna be talking to experts in the field and true heroes that understand the impact of mental and physical resilience.
2: Hi, my name's Lacey Wolf.
1: And I'm Chris Wolf. And we hope that you'll join us in building a community to help first responders and military families forge resilience.
2: We have a great guest lined up today, Mr. Joe Collins.
1: Indeed, a friend of Lacey and I, We met through all the work that he does with resilience. He is an expert in law enforcement, he's a natural leader, and he's someone that really cares a lot.
2: Yeah, Joe spent 35 years in law enforcement. In 21 of those years, he was the chief of police. And so he has not only law enforcement experience, but like Chris said, leadership experience. He got the opportunity to attend the FBI National Academy in 2009 in Quantico, and in 2009 he got to be a part of the inaugural class that was starting to focus on spirituality and well-being of police officers, and he was changed by that and decided that that was something that he wanted to help to push out to the rest of the world.
1: And he's a workhorse, man, so he got fired up about that. And uh, through the FBI National Academy Associates, uh, they formed a committee to help with training, resilience, and Joe jumped in, got involved, and and really made a lot happen.
2: Yeah, I met him in 2015 when he came to Texas to see what we were doing at the Texas Department of Public Safety. And I had been working for the Army doing resilience training, brought that to DPS, and the stars just aligned, and we connected with this incredible person. Mm -hmm. In this podcast, we wanted to focus on one of the resilience tools we teach in the training modules and that is gratitude.
1: Yeah, Joe's very passionate about it. He really kind of in spread, spread that. I think the gratitude is a foundational skill in that when you develop, you know, an attitude of gratitude, everything else you do can build upon that. It can completely change your outlook, your mindset, your ability to press on and, and to remember what's most important in your life.
2: Yeah. It's a mindset. It's simple. It's accessible to all of us and it works. And so we're, we're really kind of digging into the science of how the brain works in this and also talking about some random acts of kindness, mm-hmm. emotional mm-hmm. regulation for first responder families. So um, it's a really good episode. I think Absolutely. you're going to enjoy it.
1: Well, let's do it. Well, welcome to the podcast. We have a very special guest with us tonight, Joe Collins, no stranger to the Ford Resilience Podcast. He, I, for us, at least Lacey and I, he's one of the OG resilience guys. He really got <laughs> us into this whole thing and has kind of become a, a living embodiment of it. So please welcome Joe to the podcast. Thanks for coming on.
0: Hey, thanks. I'm honored to be here.
1: I'm very grateful for the work that you do, Joe, and I'm also really grateful when we get these ties between, you know, military and first responders, you know, we were all kind of working on the same thing around the same time Mm -hmm. on different sides of the globe. But that brings us to our topic of the day.
0: Gratitude. Gratitude. Nice.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So Joe has really embodied gratitude or you have this attitude of gratitude, Mm -hmm. if you will, and you practice it every day. I know it's something that you have made a habit in your own life, and you've shared that with other people around the country, in the world. I think gratitude is one of those things that we hear a lot about, and, and we talk about it, but it's kind of squishy. Like People don't really necessarily understand what it is, what it means, and how much it can change our lives. Yeah, if, you're,
1: if you're listening out there, you probably know people like Joe and like Lacey that they are always so positive And that positivity is easy to get confused on on what's going on. And and a lot of that links back to gratitude. You know, you you start being grateful for what you have. You almost can't help, but be more positive in your outlook. I I recommend we start off with the science. We want to let our science nerds kick it off and uh, let's tell people like this, this is not, you know, three people talking about uh, what makes them feel good. This is, there's a lot of research behind it and a lot of good literature behind it and Uh, We can definitely throw out some recommendations.
2: Well, let's start with the London cab driver study. I always think that's a good place to start with anything when we we talk about changing our brain and the way we think.
0: Absolutely. What they did is it takes three years for somebody to be trained as a London cab driver, which is uh, bizarre for us to comprehend because we have GPSs. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you jump in an Uber, they have a GPS. Uh, but they don't. London cab drivers don't have GPSs and they're required to learn 320 routes within the the city and uh, the important thing is is that they have to know the time of the day and they have to be able to get from point A to point B within that city based on the traffic patterns and anything that's going on. It takes three years for them to do that and they have to take a test at the end of that, that three years and they call the test the knowledge test. And uh, what they have learned by training their brains the way they do, that the hippocampus, the part of spatial recognition and, and understanding routes and things like that, has expanded, became bigger. They could actually grow parts of their brain based on how they interacted with training, education, and each other.
1: Two very interesting points to kind of take I take away from that is. We have the ability to change our brains, right? And and that's kind of the good news. And uh, bad news is, as first responders, Joe, especially as police officers, more than anybody else, you guys are trained to look for the bad.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I can't tell you how many times as a firefighter, I've walked into a room and I'm I'm looking for for something that that might hurt me, and I'm missing uh, half the things that the cops are like, Hey, dude, uh, hey, watch out, hey, don't move that don't touch that evidence mm-hmm. uh, right. you know y- y'all y'all's brains uh, especially and even as first responders tonight we had an interesting conversation uh, on a TV show someone spitting out blood and uh, you know first thing we think of is the cause that we, that we ran where we've seen that dozens of times and right. and so and, and you know military is the same thing you know you're looking for where's the threat? So, okay so bad news now circling back to the good news is you know, that's part of our job. We, we can't get away from that or that was part of our past, but we can change it. We can change our brains. We can, we can uh,
0: exercise that gratitude and, and, you know, do positive for the good. And, you know, I'm going to give credit to a, a big lesson that I learned from a firefighter is that, yeah, I used to train everyone that when we went into situations like that, where it was danger or where it was a, a disturbing scene that we would go on, is that you had to shut your emotions off and uh, to be able to deal with that because uh, they're not calling us to uh, to come into the situation and uh, and lose our control or who we are because they need us to fix the problem. And again, it's a problem. So we're identifying the fact that when we show up somewhere, wherever it is, all the time, there's something wrong. There's a bad thing that we have to identify what it is and we have to fix it. And uh, so I was training to shut it off, shut your emotions off until a firefighter asked me at that point, uh, he said, do we really need to shut it off? And I'm like, of course we do. And uh, we're not going to get into this, but uh, it was through meditation because he was my meditation guide. And for 20 minutes, I saw his face asking me the same question over and over again. And at the end of that meditation, I had the epiphany. It's like, no, we don't shut them off. What we have to do is we have to manage our emotions. And uh, because if you were to go wherever your circuit breaker is for your whole house and turn off all the power in your house, you can shut it off, but how much work is it gonna be involved to turn on everything back and reset everything to where it needs to be in your system? And that system being your house, the same system internally. If you shut your emotions off, it can be very difficult to turn them back on when you need them. So what it is, it's almost like a dimmer switch. Is that when you walk into that situation you have to be able to control your emotions meaning dial it to where you need it and then you dial it back to where you need it after the fact so that you have control and not letting the situation control you you're controlling your response when you are in any particular situation and that's how once you do that you're creating new neural pathways because you recognize the fact that yeah this is bad but i can do this but now i know how to get out of this and get to more of a positive situation. I I don't know if this is on topic for uh,
1: gratitude or not, but I found that, and even thinking back to our our days working with 173rd guys is like, I almost walk into bad situations excited that I get to go to work, you know, and, and I know guys that, that, um, you know, uh, killed a lot of people downrange, and it it came back to, to haunt them. But at, at the time you for those guys, they have to be excited to go to work for mm-hmm. you. you got to be excited to walk into these bad situations and, and deal with them. And, and I just will go around, hoping everybody's house catches on fire, you know, cause yeah. I, I, I'm excited to, to get in there and do that stuff. But you're right. It is a different part of your brain that, that you have to train. Hey, the, I, I'm at work and now I'm going to shut that down. That's what I had to do in that moment. And, and now mm-hmm. I'm at home. I'm with my family. I don't need to activate that.
2: I heard so, a great analogy just the, the other day my friend was saying, you know, your emotions are kind of like your kids. You want to put them in the, the back seat, not in the trunk. <laughs> you know? <laughs> keep them back there. They don't that's have to be in the one. front seat with you, but you don't want to you don't want to lock them up where you can't get to them either. So Right. Um, so,
1: so Joe, well if we're talking like gratitude, you know, we we know that th- this this can have huge positive emotions. You're one of the first people that I knew that I've known a couple of people that had gratitude journals, but you really have a wide network of people that you reach out to, right. and it really becomes almost infectious. Do you mind talking a little bit about that and what your regime is?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, in our training, we talk about gratitude and the whole idea behind the resiliency training and uh, becoming an instructor in resilience. Martin Sugelman said at one point, "There's three capa- there's three roles." First, you have to learn the lessons of gra- of resiliency. And the third step is teaching the lesson. The second step you cannot skip. And that's actually living the lessons and the, using the tools in your own life. Oh, wow. So that yeah. you can actually show people how they work. And, uh, and one of those is, yeah. is gratitudes. And there's a, uh, an amazing book out there called Gratitude Matters. That's kind of where I, I learned about the 21 day gratitude challenge. and. And we all know that within the first responder community, if you do something for 21 days, the hope is that it becomes a practice that you actually embed it in your life. And then you, you have a go-to, you have a tool and gratitude is one of those tools. And I started looking at this book and it talked about a 21 day gratitude challenge. And because I was teaching this, and one of the things that we are telling people is journal and, uh, and you need to do this. And so what I did is I started a 21 day gratitude challenge and I was posting it out on my Facebook page. I try to be only positive on my social medias and uh, stuff happened during those 21 days that I can't, I still to this day, it, it astonishes me that these things happen. And uh, the first one is, is that uh, I had posted that my wife and I were going to visit my son in Seattle over Easter break. And one of my good friends from high school that uh, I was in uh, choir with her and we did all kinds of stuff. We went to summer camp together. Well, she shortly after high school, um, she moved to the West Coast and I really had not seen her at all since we graduated. And she saw me posting this and said that that was so neat that I got to spend time with my son in Seattle and that she was flying out to Portland to go to her mother's 100th birthday and that she was flying through Seattle. And I said, that's so neat, what day? And of course it was the day we were leaving that she was flying wow. through. So we yeah. actually connected after 30 years in the Seattle airport as a result of me posting a gratitude. And that would have never happened. And then the next cool thing that happened is we went to a, uh, a Brewers game. That's when I was working in, in Wisconsin. And we had brought about 60 people down from the, from the agency and the fire department. And we took a group picture before we went into the game. And I posted it on my social media as one of my gratitudes for the day. Well, another classmate from high school that I had hung around with quite a bit, had not seen him for, since high school, uh, posted, "I'm at the game. Let's have a beer." And we connected at the game That's without seeing wow. each other at, for 30 years. Yeah um, And that, it just you know, that was just amazing. And then a good friend of mine, uh, Mike, he was also in, in high school with me. Um, he saw what I was doing. And uh, he's not a social guy, he told me that right away. It's like, what is this thing you're doing? And, uh, and I explained it to him. It's like, let's do this, but, but I ain't sharing it. So how can we do this? And we just decided, you know what? Let's text it to each other. Mm-hmm. So every day we started texting each other. And uh, I learned so much about uh, Mike and as a result of that. And, uh, and now he's sharing it. He's, he's, uh, he, he works for the state, he's also teaching. He's actually sharing these things in his, in his class. He's an engineer and he's teaching these things at college to his students that are there for something else, but they're getting so much more. And uh, so that those things have just like snowballed. And I'm in, I think at the end of the month, I will be hitting my 1000th day of my 21 day gratitude challenge. With <laughs> That's great. Uh... That's amazing. But what it has done for me is that I need, so I stopped journaling it for a while to see whether or not, I would see as much gratitude then by not documenting it. And the practice that I did for my 21 days, the first 21 days is by journaling it on Facebook. I typed it out there. I then went back and I actually physically journaled it in a, in a notebook. And then at the end of the 21 days, I reread everything again. So what I did is I had experienced all of those things again, multiple times. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and the, the significance of that is that by doing it over and over and over again, you are, you are cementing those pathways of positivity into your brain. Just like we talked about before with the negative things, when we're constantly seeing negative things in our lives and interacting negatively with different things, those are strong pathways. You know, we're putting ruts, we're putting ruts down. And uh, it's so difficult, if you could imagine driving driving through a very muddy field in uh, two ruts, you know, where there's grass on both sides and in the middle, getting out of those ruts is extremely difficult. Mm -hmm. But if you were to drive down there and all of a sudden see an off ramp (laughs) or or another route that you can take, um, you can do it. But unless you created that ability to get out of those ruts, you're gonna stay in it. And if your only path is negativity, that's where you're gonna stay.
1: Oh yeah. I, I know uh, we talk in comprehensive airman fitness and comprehensive soldier fitness and, mm-hmm. and at the FBI uh, national Academy, um, talking about the positive vortex. Like you just described it, you know, your journaling created a positive vortex where things just got swirled up and, and when went upwards and it's so easy to get caught into these negative vortexes, especially when we're on social media and, and, you know, hopefully we get spouses you know of, of first responders and soldiers and uh service members on here man uh you know it's it's hard to make a change in somebody else but if you yourself as either you know a spouse is someone that wants it to change their husband or wife start practicing gratitude you can create a positive vortex mm-hmm. to, to suck your loved one into you know at least try
0: it well it's funny because uh I was teaching a class uh, for a department up in in the Seattle area and it was we had about two hours uh, sessions and I just did gratitudes with them and explaining them and had them sharing their gratitudes because the more repetition that you get the better but when you start sharing it with other people what you're doing is you're having a shared experience and then that shared experience becomes um, an emotional shared experience and you're activating that part of your brain that will even make it that stronger of an experience than when you share it with other people. And that's why what I need to do. I need to do this for myself because it helps me be stronger. And uh, so what happened in that particular situation is it was the assistant chief. He had been actually in three of the sessions and he went home that night, he walked in the door and his 10 year old and his 17 year old were screaming at each other. And he walks in, he's like, oh my God. It's like, hey, I just learned this thing. And he's like, so he did what I call dropping a gratitude bomb. <laughs> he just put down, he just went out and he said, you know, I had this great day. We did this and we did this. And uh, it just was such an amazing day. And I'm so grateful for what happened. And I'm so grateful for you guys. I really appreciate you. And then he walked away. 15 minutes later, he heard them laughing. And he heard his 17-year-old helping the 10-year-old mm-hmm. with homework. He said yeah. it had never happened before. Yeah. So you we'll- had to call me up and that's say, yeah. yeah, it's
1: like, you know, what else can you do? I mean, it's crazy, Especially if it's coming from someone that you care about. That's, that's wonderful.
0: Yeah. So it was just, it was amazing. And you know, it doesn't have to be huge things. It can no. be little things that you can be grateful for. Uh, you know, this morning uh, when I got up, the, there was fog in the air and, uh, and I live outside of Houston. Uh, I, I just had an amazing morning with my, uh, I had some chai tea and it was perfect weather. But then knowing that I was going to be driving over here and seeing you guys and doing this today, you know, those are just things that I'm really grateful for. And, uh, you know, I was able to safely get my wife off. She's up visiting her parents and and helping them with stuff that they need help with. So those things were just really kind of neat for me. And, you know, we it just it just feels so good to be able to document those things and be present and recognize the fact that those are significant events that unless you intentionally pay attention to them they'll just go they'll just absolutely
2: absolutely i know looking for those moments Uh, in our house one of the things we started years ago asking the kids over dinner three good things what are three good things that happened to you and it's interesting because we you know we knew about this research from a friend who had taken a positive psychology class Mm -hmm. in college years ago she said ask three good things and it starts to cultivate gratitude in mm-hmm. build positive children. And there's just so many different ways I think we can incorporate this mm-hmm. into our lives, like you said, so that we're intentionally living. And I, I think it's wonderful. Like last night, we were putting up the Christmas decorations. And our, our son, Dane, he always says, I have that feeling like I love my family so much right now. <laughs> you know, and that to me, that's like, Oh my gosh, that's that feeling of gratitude, that love that you have in your heart, and you Mm -hmm. can stop and recognize it, notice it, say it out loud, share that experience. Like, I have that feeling too. Oh my gosh, you know, we're also, and and those are really precious moments.
1: And it's not always just when things are going good, uh, Mm -hmm. while we're telling stories on each other. Also yesterday... Uh, Lacey was kind of feeling under the weather I forget what we were doing I was trying to clean the kitchen or something and I was like wow I'm just getting kind of like this, this negative vibe from you Lacey and she's like okay you know what I'm going to the gym I'm going to go spin and Tata, she did spinning and then I went up and took her spin class and we got back and felt great and that's where we had that Christmas tree moment just being able like when you get in this practice you're able to recognize mm-hmm. when you're in you know, a positive place or a negative place. And man, that that's as crucial to changing it as anything else, being able to, to realize
0: what's going on. Yeah. And what I kind of refer that to uh, like a teeter totter, you know, you have the, you have the balance and thinking that you need to stay in the middle as far as emotions to keep your balance. Uh, that's so far off of where you need to be, because what, what happens is when you find yourself all the way over spending more of your time on the gratitude and positive energy end, you recognize so much quicker when you're not there. Absolutely. And then when you recognize the fact that you're not there, it's like, I don't like that person. What do I have that can get me out of that downward spiral or vortex that you were talking about? And like Lacey figured spinning because, you know, doing something physical can activate the right chemicals in your brain then and that can get you right, right. Thinking again, it's like, you know what? I'm so grateful that I have the ability to catch myself when I'm on the downward spiral and get myself over to an upward spiral or vortex, and then start looking at all the possibilities that I have.
1: All right. So our, our resident exercise scientist slash first responder spouse lace. I know I come home plenty of nights where I'm grouchy. I haven't slept. Mm -hmm. And so what, what are some tips you've got for spouses out there to, Create that positive vortex and be grateful. Well,
2: I think it's just the ongoing practice recognizing you can't change anyone else. I and mean, we know this, but having those conversations when we're in a positive headspace about, you know, what does that feel like when, when someone comes home and we're, you know, in that space, like we talk about it a lot, you know, and, and you recognize, I think quite often when you're in a bad place and you'll say, I'm really sorry. I'm kind of grouchy right now. I need some space. Okay, fine. I'm going to give you some space and that's okay Um, because everybody has a right to feel what they feel and um, especially coming off a long shift.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, But this practice, this ongoing practice, like I think to reiterate Joe's point, the more we do it on a regular basis and it's so simple, it doesn't take a whole lot of time, just sending a message to somebody and one of the things I found, I don't know if you experience this because you've been doing this a long time, is I'll write a gratitude about a person in my list. And then I have this feeling of, I don't want to share that with them. Well, that's vulnerability, right? Or that's my fear of being vulnerable. And so I try to lean, lean into that. And if I have, gra- like if Chris is in my gratitude list, then in my gratitude. And I think that helps too, just sharing it with somebody, just continuing to have the conversations and. Those little little nuggets, little moments. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And one of the other things that we do that, that we show gratitude to other people is we do what we call a rack, a random act of kindness. One of the uh, experiments, I guess, I've used myself as a science experiment probably okay. for the last six years. I've been on about 108 flight segments this year. And every single one of those flights, what we do is uh, I get a bag of Dove chocolate. And as I walk onto the airplane, I actually hand the chocolate to the head flight attendant or the person that's handling handing you one of those like, those uh, little wipes now, and it changes their day. It's just amazing what you can see happen to the mm-hmm. person. Their physiology. They start smiling. Uh, one of the times though, I have to change now what I say when I present this because there was a very young flight attendant and I walked in and she handed me the wipe and I said, "Hey, I'll, I'll change. I'll trade you." And she's like, "Oh, okay. I'll throw that away for you." And I go, oh, "No, no. It's a bag of chocolate." What I did yeah. is I I was thinking about you guys. And I knew you know, that you guys have a tough job. So I actually went out the night before and I got you guys a bag of Dove chocolate so that you can share. And she literally started crying. And she said that no one has ever done something like that for me. Wow. And it was just amazing. And then what happened is that what, later on the flight, the head flight attendant come, came to my seat and she handed me a thank you note that she had written out and had signed by every single person on the flight and just thank me what? for that particular action that I did started out their day and changed their entire day. A just $4 be, bag of chocolate. Yeah, so they give out the chocolate to people as they come on the airplane? No, I give the bag to the flight attendants for them to share amongst themselves. Oh so got it. It's a it. treat, okay, it's a treat it. for them because I'm thinking about them. Wow, and, and that's the key great. The thing is that when she said that she would throw that away for me, she said, Oh, I thought you were giving me trash. Hmm. Yeah. Now let's think about that. What do we give our flight attendants? Yeah. They're yep. expecting us to give them nothing but trash. trash. Right. Until right. You give them something else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I yeah,
2: that. I love that. It's, it's a small thing. And like you said, you get back so much from giving probably way more than
0: absolutely. <laughs> it's, a, it's just, it's just, you know, simple, a simple gesture. Mm-hmm. And you know, one of our good friends, Paul Butler, um, he had said at one point, and it, it doesn't even take that it just takes recognizing and paying attention to people, right? You know, he talks about this story that he was in the Atlanta airport in the bathroom. And uh, there's a there was an attendant there cleaning up the, the space. And, and uh, if you could imagine what a space in the Atlanta airport would look like in the bathroom, if no one cleaned it, it would be a biohazard situation. And uh, he, he just leaned over to the guy as he was washing his hands and said, thank you for what you do. And and the guy's like, what, excuse what did you say? And Paul's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sure you hear this all the time. I just wanna let you know, I appreciate you and what you do because I couldn't imagine what this room would look like if there wasn't someone like you that was paying the attention to taking care of this place as you do. And I really appreciate you and thank you. And he looked at Paul and he said, no one has ever thanked me for what I do. And as first responders, it can feel like that a
1: lot of times, too. You know, cor- corrections officers. I mean, you think about e- EMS personnel. Dispatch. You know, if, if yeah. you dispatch. It feels like you're always getting the trash, you know, and, and that's why when something positive, when someone gives you candy or a compliment, you've you got to document that. You've got to write that down or share it with somebody. Hold on to that positivity
0: you know, and it's, you know, we, we get, we get stuck in those same ruts thinking that uh, everybody doesn't like us. You know, everybody doesn't like the first responders. Everybody hates the police. It's like, it's such a small percentage Mm -hmm. of the population that dislike what we do and who we are. There's so many people that, that appreciate what we do. And, you know, again, controlling your emotions and understanding what can activate you. If it's the news, get off the news, (laughs) control your environment, yeah, step so away from down,
1: you know, people with those negative vortexes dragging you down, get off of that or, you know, just mute them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is that people, people are either energy givers or they're energy suckers. There is nobody that's neutral and we know who they are and we know who we want to be around. And the thing is, if you're positive all the time, those energy suckers are either going to turn into being positive or they're going to get out of your way. And that's, that's a win-win.
2: Yeah, that's one of the things I think that has helped me a lot over the last couple of years. When I would see something that would make my heart rate increase or make me feel just like that negative cortisol, emotional state, hide it. I don't know and, and friend anybody, but I don't need to put that in my life. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see it. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. You know, we can take control over so much more mm-hmm. often than, than we even realize.
0: Well, and then you realize also that anything that you could, you post in that space Mm -hmm. is going to activate someone. Yeah. One way or another. One way or another. And the thing is, is that why go there?
2: What is it? Yeah. Why are you even here? <laughs> for it's, some people, I think yeah. it's just the, um, adrenaline or, like wanting to get worked up for oh, yeah. whatever reason. Yeah. Um, some,
0: but... some people like to stir the pot, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yeah. They, they like to, uh, to see what other people's reactions are going to be because that's what they feed off of. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know what the fun, the funnest part is, is give them no reaction and no response and just walk away from it.
1: Right. Focus, focus on the friends, the hundreds of friends you have on there that are positive and giving you that positive energy, turn that negative into a positive. So we talked about gratitude journals a little bit, keeping notes. We talked about, I, you know, I think Joe kind of got into like accountability partners. I think it's a great way to do that. Even if you're a spouse with your first responder or your first responder with your spouse or your kids say, Hey, every day I'm going to send you, two or three things that I was grateful for today, especially if we're working these 12, 24, 48 hour shifts, man, it's nice to kind of connect at the same time as sharing some gratitude. Mm
2: -hmm. I think for me, one of the things that helps is doing my gratitudes at the same time of day. And I don't know that that's necessary for everybody, but I, I feel like if I do it first thing in the morning, one of my friends says, like, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. Like, <laughs> you know, once you've done it, it's out there and you don't have to worry about it. And that's, I you know, kind of start your day off positive. I've also heard people say it's the last thing before they go to bed, lay down and it helps. Actually there's sure. research that shows that you sleep better. So um, I think it's good to sort of think about a time of day that's going to work, especially when you're trying to build a new habit for, for anything our brain needs those cues and time of day is a really good one.
0: Yeah, I think that the best thing for me is uh, is what you talked about, Chris, is uh, accountability partners. Um, I share my gratitudes with about 30 people around the country and internationally every day, in different groups. I have some groups that have three, four, I do individuals, um, but when I share mine, I get theirs back, and if I kind of slip a little bit and don't do it right away, then when I see theirs, it's like, Oh, yep. I got to get mine together. I got to get it out there because they're sending theirs hoping to get something back in return, because then, you know, we're helping with those neural pathways and that neuroplasticity for Mm -hmm. each other. And, and then it's my responsibility because I know what, how it can help someone else.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: Joe's gratitude. When I get Joe's gratitude, I'm like,
0: Oh, there's your (laughs)
1: reminder.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So it's, It's wonderful. I love, I love receiving them. And then I know what's happening in your life too, you know, you can't stay connected with people.
0: Well, and like we talked about emotional connections as well is, you know, we're kind of selfish, everybody, human beings, because when you start hearing certain things about other people's lives, what you're doing is connecting it to your own experiences. Uh, Because if we look back in the entire history of humans, um, all of our existence and our history has been passed down through storytelling. You know, before we had written words, before we did any of this, in the evening, everyone would sit around the fire and they would pass on the stories and tell about the history and, and all of the things. And it became an emotional experience. And then that was carried on through history. And, uh, and again, that's just a way of us bonding as human beings in a positive way to help each other absolutely
1: and helping our kids you know for absolutely. for sitting around the dinner table that's another strategy is you know trying to uh, bring families together mm-hmm. hey do do a round the ground robin around the table what you know what's everybody grateful for let them learn a little bit about what mom and dad might have done at work and and
0: give you some insight on what happened in their day
1: and everyone's feeling positive at the
0: same time right and we had another student in class a, a police officer she's an investigator And uh, she she went through this and was like, oh my God, yes, I'm gonna do this with my teens. I'm gonna do this, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, as soon as she tried doing it, they're like, oh, that's stupid. It's like, this is dumb. Why are you trying to do this? And she's like, oh my God, how am I gonna do this? How am I gonna do this? So she created a game out of it. And it's like, you know what? The loser is the person that runs out of gratitudes first. Ready, go. And they were firing off gratitudes left and right. And she just like, "Oh my God, it works!" <laughs> so it's you got to be creative, especially that when you're with teenagers. Yeah. that's right.
2: Even, I think as leaders, you know, if you if you lead a team or a meeting, to start a meeting with just, "I want to hear something that you're grateful for today, one blessing that you have mm-hmm. in your life," you learn about people, you know, and that's what the army was doing when right. you're working for the military, counting blessings or go around. Let's hear it. it was called hunt the good stuff in the right. army. That Excellent. was their, their language. It right. changes
0: your trajectory. Another practice or another way of doing it is when you're in a group, what I did is I actually led the group through Gratitudes, but then I actually had each one of them tell me something positive that the person next to them had done to make their job or their, their situation mm. better. So it just changes the whole dynamics of the meeting. Rather than being a bitch session, about what went wrong or who did this or who did that. It turned into finding the positive things that had occurred. Yeah. So you know what, when you're in control of your thoughts, you're in control of the situation and you can actively it. take care of people then. So I love it. Hey, so um, listen, if
1: you're out there in, in podcast land and you're hearing this and, and you got questions about any of it, hit us up on social media. You know, we're, we're out there for resilience. Facebook, Instagram. And uh, Joe, why don't you tell us a little bit how, how can people get in touch with you if they got questions about your program or what you're doing?
0: Sure, absolutely. Well, now I work for Acadia Healthcare as a public safety liaison. So what I do every single day is part of my purpose for existing is to help first responders, their agencies and family members navigate the behavioral health world. And uh, we do it. It's absolutely free. So they can check us out and find out more information on our website, which is helping the number one ST responders.com. So helping first responders.com. Or else my cell phone for work is 920 973 7310. And uh, that's the only number I got. Yeah. So go. uh, make
1: I wonder if someone's going to listen to this in 2030 and try that number and see if it still works.
0: It'll be working. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I, might, I might have to afford it and delegate it to, uh, to you, you or Lacey. I but,
2: recommend uh, send Joe a gratitude. <laughs> and there you go. Shoot
0: you one back. Yeah, oh, absolutely Right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. And you, uh, you be safe there in the uh, in the busy fire station. That's right. No calls. Uh, no calls while we were recording this podcast. Excellent.
1: All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, Lacey, You got any uh, parting words for us?
2: nope i just appreciate everybody oh i was thinking i want to challenge you to a 21 day gratitude challenge there chris
0: oh man throwing down the gauntlet (laughs) i'm just gonna throw it it. right here dropping Uh, it man well (laughs) and here's what we'll do is it uh we will create a three-way text group for the next 21 days and you're on the group so uh hey don't drop the ball buddy all right all right let's do it (laughs) (laughs) all right All right, guys. Thank
2: you, Joe. All right, thank you guys. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. All right, everybody. So that wraps up our podcast with Joe. Thank you so much to Joe for being willing to be on our podcast and for sharing lots of wisdom with all of us. We did end that podcast with the fact that we challenged Chris to a 21 day gratitude challenge and we were gonna do this all together. So we'll share our experience with that.
1: Yeah, we didn't make it to 21. But, but I, how did you feel? I feel great. You know, I see what Joe was grateful for and what Lacey was grateful for. And it made me stop and think about, like, what I do today? I didn't do anything today. Well, wait a minute. You need three things. And you go back. And that's why it's so important. You realize all the amazing things we have to be grateful for.
2: And as a first responder spouse, I loved reading Chris's Gratitudes. It made me feel so good. He's gone so much, and he's just now come off a 48-hour shift. But being able to see what he was grateful for made me so happy. And often it was me that he was grateful for, and that felt really nice. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, thankful for Lacey for holding down the fort while I'm gone. That's right. That feels really nice to just know, because I know he appreciates me, but just to have him say it feels really good. Yeah.
1: All right. So that wraps up our show.
2: Yeah, and if you have anybody that needs help, I do recommend reaching out to Joe. He's just a great advocate for mental health and a wonderful person to have in your phone as a point of contact. And
1: I, I can't stress it enough, put him in your phone because, you know, when you get that call at nine, ten o'clock at night, uh, it's really hard to then go back and find resources. And it's so easy to just have someone that you know uh, is a resource for you. Uh, so, you know, we recently dealt with something like that in my department. And, uh, you know, it's it's difficult in the moment to know what to do. So, yeah. But another thing you should do. Yeah. <laughs> take, take that challenge. Take a challenge. I didn't, it I didn't make it the full 21 days, but that doesn't mean that, that you can't. Uh, let us know. How'd you do? What'd you think of the challenge? Yeah. I, I still think, um, man, that might have, that's changed me if not forever, for a long time, just Mm -hmm. how thinking about gratitude. And I already thought that way.
2: Yeah, absolutely. All right. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Chris. This was fun. It was great. All right. See ya.